0: Hello everyone! Welcome to my channel. My name is Federico and this is Wheels on Fire. And here we are again with another edition of my podcast. This time it is a a very special episode as we are going to be talking about the Portimao Grand Prix, which was the round three of the 2021 season. And I really, I have to say that I really enjoyed this race. We saw a lot of action from all the grid in general from most of the drivers a lot of overtakes and we not only during the race but throughout the whole weekend and this includes the qualifying session on saturday so i think the best the best thing right now would be to talk about the the results and the different performances from the drivers and the teams here at the portimao grand prix so to begin with, there was only one DNF during this race, and which is surprising, considering the fact that over the last two races, the Bahrain Grand Prix and the Imola Grand Prix, we saw more of them. Maybe the, the reason why there was only one DNF is because the weather was helpful as there were, as it was sunny throughout the throughout the whole weekend, really, different from last year that we saw a little bit of rain at the beginning so the only driver who retired from the race was the 2007 world champion Kimi Raikkonen he started 15th on the grid he he honestly was able to get into q2 for uh well not the first time this season it it, there is a quite a, a big improvement for the Alfa Romeo especially in the qualifying session so Compared to what it was last year, yeah, the qualifying session was better. Unfortunately, at the beginning of lap two, at the main straight, he had contact with his teammate at Alfa Romeo, Antonio Giovinazzi. He broke his front wing and then he just couldn't recover. And after that, the safety car was deployed for a few laps. And unfortunately for, for Kimi Räikkönen, really, he's struggling as something similar to last year. He's struggling a little bit to, to get points this year, but I'm sure that... As I said before, considering the fact that the Alfa Romeo is in a better condition with better performance than what it was last year, then uh, I truly think that it's going to to be easier, at least for Kimi Raikkonen, to get points this year. And, well, the driver who finished 19th in last position was the has of Nikita Mazepin, He started last on the grid once again. He's starting last on the grid and finishing last in the race over a minute behind his teammate Mick Schumacher. And here I have to be honest, there are many, many situations that we should take into account here. Many facts. On the one hand, the the fact that he's driving a Haas, which unfortunately is not competitive at all. Even it is less competitive than the Williams, which is something that didn't happen over the past few years but this time it is completely, it is not competitive at all. Second of all, I would take into account that he's still a rookie, he has a lot to learn. And and I think that that's something that everyone should consider. But at the same time, you see his teammate, Mick Schumacher, that he is also a rookie. He is also in the same car, but he's finishing one minute ahead of him. And it is not the first race that this happens because at, uh, at the Imola Grand Prix, this exact same thing happened, so I guess there is still really a lot to improve from Nikita Masep in here. I, I, if you ask me, what do I think is going to be the future for him in the next few races or even throughout the whole season? I would say that unless he is lucky, there isn't going to be much difference to what we're seeing right now. Let's hope that he can get better results, but I see no difference really. But well. The driver who finished in 18th position was the Williams of Nicholas Latifi. He started in that same position, 18 on the grid, and his race, his pace wasn't good at all. He, even though he was able, to, in, a, in a certain moment, during half of the race, he was able to overtake his teammate George Russell, which, very impressive from Latifi, but at the end, uh, George Russell finished ahead of him for many seconds and many seconds ahead of him. And even Mick Schumacher was able to overtake Latifi, something that nobody was expecting, to be honest, considering the fact that the Williams is in a better condition right now than the Haas, slightly competitive. So, yes, he finished in that position. Uh, he didn't make mistakes. That's something. That's something positive that I can say from him, but not that much, really, then. But who finished in 17th position was... Mick Schumacher, he started 19th on the grid, something that at uh, the same we are used to see in every single race. Out of the three he raced in Formula One. Um, this race was much better than last week and the, the first one at the Bahrain Grand Prix. First of all, because he didn't make mistakes, which I, I think this shows how much he's improving. And but, but at the same time, he was able to overtake Nicolas Latifi. First times he overtakes someone that is not a has. That is not his teammate and he was also and as I, as I mentioned before, he was also able to stay one minute ahead of his teammate so definitely there is something there', there is something good for Mick Schumacher and I think that I really think that his future is bright in Formula One even though he hasn't he doesn't have a competitive car and even though he still doesn't get the, the results and he's far away from getting the results really. And then George Russell finished in 16th position, uh, fortunately for him, really, because he had an amazing qualifying session on Saturday. He finished, he, well, he started 11th on the grid, almost less than one tenth 10th away from Q3. First time he would get Q3 in a Williams, still the best result that he got in a, in a Williams in the qualifying session. So I was really impressed from George Russell, but unfortunately his pace during the race wasn't the wasn't the best really he wasn't comfortable and that's the position he finished in he well what i do have to say is that he finished many seconds ahead of his teammate nicolas latifi and he also finished many seconds ahead of mick schumacher and nikita Mazepin. but then the rest i think it would have been it could have been a better weekend for george russell and he and the teams knows it but And the the same goes for, as as I said with Mick Schumacher, the same goes for George Russell. I think that he's improving a lot and without considering the mistake that he made at Imola, but he's improving a lot and that the the future is bright for him and for Williams too, as they are more competitive than what they were last year. And then the alpha Tower of Yuki Sinoda finished in 15th position. He started 14th on the grid. And this time it wasn't a, a strong performance from a very poor performance from the Yapa, from the Japanese driver, very similar to what happened last race at Imola. This time no one no one actually was talking about Yuki Tsunoda. He was just there. Yes, he didn't make mistakes. He didn't receive any any penalizations. Nothing. But the truth is that, well. He finished there, and I think he he could have done it better, especially comparing to what to mostly taking into account his performance at the Bahrain Grand Prix, round one, where in his debut he finished in ninth position. He can definitely do better, but only the future will tell that. And then the Aston Martin of Lance Stroll finished in fourteenth position. He started seventeenth on the grid, and well. Even though he improved from the qualifying session, still it was a very poor poor performance from him compared to the last few races, and again another poor performance from aston martin so there's not much to say really. Let's hope that in the next few races they can be they can get better really they can get better but it it seems that their car that the team didn't get adapted to the new rules for this season, mostly considering the fact that last season, which was the last one of the racing point, they had probably the, their best season in the, in the history of, of that Scuderia, uh, without taking into account this controversy of the pink Mercedes, as it is called, but they had a great year with many podiums and even one win from Sergio Perez, but this year a completely different story and the reason why i'm saying this is because the other aston martin of sebastian Fettel finished in 13th position he started 10th on the grid he was able to get in q3 for the first time since the for the first time in aston martin but at the same time it is the the first time he gets into q3 since the silverstone grand prix so as you see it's been a really long time almost a year since sebastian Fettel that Sebastian Vettel hasn't been in Q3. So it was a good qualifying session, much better. But the race, uh, no, I can't say the same, really. I can't say the same because he wasn't able to keep that rhythm. He wasn't able to keep that pace. And at the end, he finished in 13th position. Then Antonio Giovinazzi with the Alfa Romeo finished in 12th position. He started in that same position. And we're getting pretty used to seeing Giovinazzi finishing in those positions. I have to say... It is better compared to last year, much better. So I guess he's getting very close to the points, still quite far away from it. But maybe in the next few races he can be able to to score at least one point by finishing P10. That would be that would be interesting to watch, and I think it is the objective right now for him and for the Alfa Romeo team. And then. The one who unfortunately didn't finish in the points was the Ferrari driver, Carlos Sainz. He, as I said, he finished in 11th position. And this is really unfortunate because he started fifth on the grid, a very strong qualifying session on Saturday by Carlos Sainz. But the race wasn't the same. I have to be honest, he's, He, the first lap was was very strong because he was able to overtake Sergio Perez for fourth position. But after that, but then the safety car was deployed due to the DNF from Kimi Räikkönen. He lost, after, once the restart came, he lost two positions to Sergio Perez and to Lando Norris. Um, and yes, during half of the race, at least, he was able to stay in between 6th and 7th position, even ahead of his teammate Charles Leclerc. But then after the pit stop, instead of putting the hard tires, they put the medium tires. and And I think the pit stop was quite early for that. So definitely the, the, definitely the strategy from Ferrari was was the one who ruined Carlos Sainz's race because at the end he was getting passed, he was getting passed by everyone because his tires weren't in the best condition. They were in much worse conditions compared to, to the other drivers who overtook him. And the well, Pierre Gasly was able to finish in the points in 10th position. He started 9th on the grid though. Really, he was able to overtake a few drivers. Fortunately, he he was also able to overtake Carlos Sainz in order to get points so that at least he could get one point, something positive for him and for the Alpha and for Alpha Tauri. But it can be much better. It can be much better. I have seen much more from him. But I'm sure that he's motivated enough to and he, he has clear objectives. And I'm sure that throughout the season he is going to get better. I'm pretty sure about it. Then the McLaren driver of Daniel Ricciardo finished in 9th, 11th, in ninth position, sorry. He started 16th on the grid. He was probably the driver with most overtakes in this race. His qualifying session was very poor, very poor performance because he was knocked out of Q1. And the last time that a, that a McLaren was knocked out of Q1 was at Brazil of 2019, where, where Carlos Sainz uh, had to start in the last position, but he finished third, achieving his first podium. This time it wasn't the same story for Daniel Ricciardo, but well, he uh, at least he was able to get into into the points, finishing ninth. But he can do much better. Uh, we we actually know him uh, winning races, getting podiums, and I think that there's a lot to improve. And I'm sure that he's going to improve a lot. He definitely the same with Gasly. He definitely has clear objectives. And let's hope that in the next few races he can get more adapted to the car and to at least get closer to his teammate Lando Norris. I'm not saying to to finish better, to finish higher than him in, in the race, but at least to get closer, to get closer to those positions. Then, well... In 8th position, we have Fernando Alonso. He started 13th on the grid. What a race. What a race by the two-times world champion, Fernando Alonso. Probably the best race since his return. He said that after the qualifying session, he was very disappointed. And he used that anger to, to actually race yesterday. And thanks to that... He he was clearly able to achieve a very strong result, and it is also a very important result for the team because the 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 Alpine in general had a a great weekend to be honest. Because and because Esteban Ocon finished in seventh position, he started sixth on the grid, and even though he lost one position at the beginning against Lando Norris, still very strong weekend. The same goes uh, as I said with Fernando Alonso, very strong weekend. He was he was staying in, in the in the points inside the top ten for. The whole race, really. Um Perfect weekend from him. Probably even better than, than what he was expecting. And these are definitely very important points that the Alpine team are getting. E- e points that are going to be very important uh, throughout the season for the Constructors' Championship. Of course, we're still in the beginning of the season, only three races. But the I think those points are going to be important throughout the, the whole championship. We don't know... In which position they are going to finish or which positions are they going to fight but i guess they have clear objectives of finishing i would say between third and fourth position if it's possible because right now they are quite far away from it then the ferrari driver of charles leclerc finished in sixth position he studied eighth on the grid and this one was another strong performance by the ferrari driver he had a better once again he had a better race compared to the qualifying session he was able to overtake many other drivers and he was also able to To defend against the and driver of Steban ocon. So he has another great result uh, unfortunately for for ferrari carlos sainz didn't finish inside the points that that would have been great but I think they are very important points, the one that Charles Leclerc got, and they are definitely going to be very helpful for the Constructors' Championship, as now Ferrari stands in fourth position. Much better, much better than last year, getting more points. And then, Lando Norris finished in fifth position. He started seventh on the grid. And once again, what a performance by Lando Norris. The best of the rest, really, the best of the rest. And after achieving a podium last race at the Imola Grand Prix, he came to the qualifying session where he finished seventh. Probably he could have done better, but then he improved a lot in the race. His pace was excellent. He he was clearly, there There was a clear difference between him and the car behind, which was Charles Leclerc, who, it was Charles Leclerc, the car behind. So still, what, what I would change, what I would improve from, from Lando Norris and um, from McLaren in general is trying to find a way to get closer to, to the drivers who are ahead, to the Red Bulls and to the Mercedes drivers. Because, yes, he's just, it is true that he's achieving great results, finishing, well, in the first race he finished P4, in the second one he achieved a podium by finishing P3, and now he finished P5, and he's still third in the Drivers' Championship. That's the best start he he got in his career. But the truth is that if he wants to achieve more results and better results and get more points, I think it is going to be essential for him to get closer to to the to the Red Bull and the Mercedes drivers. I understand that the car is not as competitive as the other two are, but I think it can be a, a good um, an interesting objective for for McLaren to to try and get to try and get closer because after all it it can also be very beneficial for the constructors championship. I don't think this year is going to happen, but what if by next year they can be able to develop even a more competitive car? They can be able to get more podiums, and what if they can they are able to finish second in the constructors championship? That would be huge for McLaren, because they, they are fighting once again for for those positions, and it's great to see them. People people usually love to, to see them there, but that's all I have to say for Lando Norris, one of the maybe not the driver of the day for me, but definitely one of the best once again. And then Sergio Perez finished in fourth position. He also started fourth on the grid, but I have to admit that his race was excellent well he was actually voted as the driver of the day by the by the fans and I have to and as I posted on the on my Instagram account I I agree with that I I think that Sergio Perez did an excellent race the best one he was able to lead the race for around 10 laps maybe a little bit more and and what I truly admire about him is the fact that he made his speed stop at after lap 50 all right 10 laps before around 10 laps before the end of the race and this shows that how good he is at keeping his tires up to the very end probably one of the biggest attributes that he has and probably one of the one of the drivers who have this particular characteristic it's not easy to do it at all not easy at all especially with the weather conditions there was a lot of wind so the fact that he was able to keep those tires, that was that was excellent. And I'm, I'm sure it was a strong result by him and by Red Bull. Clearly better than the than Emo the La Grand Prix where he didn't finish inside the top 10. And then into the podium places, the top three. First, third position, Valtteri Bottas. He got pole position on Saturday. Uh, well, what I can say about him is that he got the fastest lap. But because... Uh, at the beginning, uh, at the last lap, it, it was supposed to be for Verstappen, but that track time was deleted by the FIA because he exceeded track limits. So then that was handed to Bottas, who previously got the fastest lap the the in the previous lap. So definitely, well, it is a strong result, clearly better than the Imola Grand Prix, where he crashed with George Russell, where he was uh, far, far away from from the podium almost over almost you know almost a lap down compared to his teammate Lewis Hamilton and that wouldn't be the first time it happened but i have to admit that at least finishing in the podium it is a uh, probably what he would have expected really of course he wanted the win as we saw him do it several times but podium is not bad at all and it is a strong result from mercedes who must be happy about it because they are still first in the Constructors' Championship and they increased the difference between them and and the Red Bull Racing team who are still in second position. But there's a big battle there for the Constructors' Championship and I'm extremely happy about it, I'm extremely excited about it. And then the Red Bull driver Max Verstappen finished in second position, he started third on the grid. Once again his qualifying session wasn't the best, it it could have been better, he finished behind the, the Mercedes. But, but fortunately he, for him, he was able to overtake Valtteri Bottas after the pit stop and still far away from first position, far, honestly far away from Lewis Hamilton. He actually finished five seconds behind um, the first position. So there wasn't any moment where you could say, well, he was definitely going to win the race. Not at all, not at all. In fact, for many laps, he was stuck behind Valtteri Bottas, trying to overtake him. And clearly that was completely negative for for him because because his tires got degraded after doing that. And also he lost a lot of time, time that could have been useful in order to chase Lewis Hamilton for the first position. But still a strong result, and the battle for the drivers' championship still gets very well it stays stronger than ever after round three. There are eight points of difference between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. So that's definitely very exciting to watch. And well, the man who once again finished won the race, finished in first posi- in first position was Lewis Hamilton. He started second on the grid. Just a f- only like less than one tenth behind Valtteri Bottas. Very close of that pole position, but still wasn't enough. But the good thing is that he was able to finish in first position. Eight points of lead between him and Max Verstappen. The, as, I, as I mentioned before, the the Mercedes team are still first in the Constructors' Championship. So it can be, it, it is definitely a, a great start of the season for him. Not Not the best one. Especially compared to what it was last year or even two thousand nineteen, but definitely something that that he must be proud of. And I and I have to say that finally there there's a um, a big competition there between Red Bull and Mercedes, and specifically between Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. Finally, we see a lot of competition for the first position, something that we haven't seen in a while, and and the fact that we are finally able to see. A battle for the first position. That that really that it, that is really exciting. And also, after all, the the most important thing in a in a season is a battle for the for both the constructors and the drivers championship. And that is exactly what we are seeing this year, as Mercedes are still very competitive as we have seen them for the last seven or eight years. But the Red Bull team they are getting more competitive and i think still there is a bit left so that they can be able to stay to be in the same level as mercedes but they are definitely getting closer something that i even mentioned on the last podcast i think i also mentioned it on on round 1 at the bahrain grand prix so i'm very i'm very excited about what is about to come i'm sure that if red bull thing uh, keeps doing things correctly as they are doing right now they can have a chance. Well, first, first up, and could have a chance at the drivers' championship against Lewis Hamilton. And from what we're seeing right now, and Red Bull may have a chance at the constructors' championship because Sergio Perez is being is getting strong results apart from the Imola Grand Prix, but he's getting strong results this year. And if you compare those results to the ones that Pierre Gasly used to get in 2019 when he was Red Bull driver, or even the ones that Alex Albon got last year, the 2020 season, then definitely better, definitely better. And it seems that Perez is getting comfortable with with his car, and it also seems that Red Bull is getting comfortable having Sergio Perez as their driver. And very important, the relationship between Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez is is great and i think that in order for a team to work and and achieve results the relationship between the two drivers has to be uh, they, it has to be good it has to be good and this is the example with max verstappen and sergio Perez. so i see a very bright future for red bull for the ne- maybe for the next few races let's see what is going to happen and that is not only the end because guess what Red Bull also got the fastest pit stop of the race. It was of 1.98 seconds. And that pit stop was to I think it was to Sergio Perez, if I'm not wrong. And this is something that we are used to seeing from, from Red Bull really, because they have the not only that for many races they they have the fastest pit stops, but they have the fastest pit stop of all time. So definitely very impressive what the pit stop, what the Red Bull crew does at, the, at every single pit stops with both drivers, both uh, drivers, really. They, they have a great way of working. They have a, they are very efficient. And that's something that, in, in that sense, they are the best. They are clearly the best by far. So, th- and that can be also very helpful if both Verstappen and Paris want to, want to achieve be- even better results than what they are getting, then they are great. So, well, this was the Portimao Grand Prix. If I would give it a mark, I would say I would give it an 8. Because even though it wasn't as great as the Baron Grand Prix or the Imola Grand Prix, still we saw a lot of action, a lot of overtakes. And the most important thing, we saw a battle, up to the last moment, we saw a battle between a a fight between the first position, mostly between... Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, but even Valtteri Bottas was involved at the beginning, at the first half of the race. So that's something that we, uh, as Formula One fans, we, we just love to see battle for the first position. And yeah, the the and also the battle for the constructors and Drivers' Championship is getting stronger than ever. So that's all really. This was the round three of the 2021 season, the Portimo Grand Prix. And next weekend, this weekend actually, we have round four, which is at the the Spanish Grand Prix. I'm definitely the I, I'm definitely very excited about it. From what we saw this weekend, then I'm I'm going with high expectations for for the Spanish Grand Prix, and I hope we can see also uh, a race as good as this one or even better. That would be ideal. That would be uh, ideal, really. So well. Once again, thank you very much for everything, for being with me in in this edition of my podcast. I hope you liked it. And I'm sure, well, I'm probably during the week, I may be bringing another podcast. I may be uploading another one. Or if not, we are going to see each other at the next weekend or maybe next Monday with the other, with the podcast from the Spanish Grand Prix also very excited about it don't forget to stay uploaded with all my with my instagram account wilson fire the same one as the podcast account uh, i'm usually uploading on instagram i'm usually uploading a lot of uh, i'm usually uploading uh, a lot of posts about uh, opinions news podcasts or even the the, the races in general So if you want to see more, more, usually more, more information, more, more posts about what I do, then follow the Instagram account that, as I said before, it's Will's on fire, the same one as the, as the anchor and Spotify account. So without anything, without anything more to say, thank you very much and see you in the next podcast. Thank you very much.